today on The Breakdown. Let's take an adventure back to the Poker Stars Caribbean, shall we, in 2013, where a little guy named Phil Ivey and another little guy named Antonio Espadiari <laughs> played a hand against each other. It was a 100K buy-in, and it is a strangely played hand for sure. We actually decided we weren't even going to talk about it before we got on the show because we wanted to hash it out in front of you guys, all of it. We're going to do it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Although those are famous players, the way you said their names was very jarring. What What do you mean? I feel like you were trying to do a thing, and it's just only... I guess it's like um, dissonance in music, right? Mm. You create like a dissonant bad noise so the good noises sound better. Is like, that what you're doing? Like dubstep? Yeah, like dubstep. <laughs> you're like dubstep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. that. Yeah, that, that is, was what I was doing. That's exactly... Phil Ivey. Yeah. Antonio Espada. I think whenever I say either of their names, I'm going to say them that way for the rest of the show. I'd really prefer if you didn't. Perfect. <laughs> that would be great. That makes me very happy that you would prefer something else. You know who is not going to give you dissonance of cognitive nature or musical nature? I'm going to go with 888 Poker. That's correct. Yes. And that's how everybody would describe them. <laughs> 888poker.com is the only way to qualify online for the World Series of Poker main event this year. You get a $12,500 package. You can qualify a bunch of different ways, including for one cent. One little penny. Yeah. <laughs> One little penny for sure. That's pretty good. There's also, of course, a lot more expensive ways to qualify if you prefer that path. It's just a bunch of good stuff you can do on 888, including all of their normal good tournaments and cash games that are always going on. Also, if you are a first-time depositor, you deposit $10. You get 20 if you use the code PokerGuys or the link in the description of this podcast. But be forewarned. This is going to end soon. The end of April, this promotion goes away forever. Yep. The Poker Guys code for first-time depositors is going away at the end of April. So get on there quick because, first of all, you want that free $20. Why wouldn't you? Second of all, you want to go to the main event. And guess what? It's a little extra kashish, $2,500 extra on top for travel expenses. Yeah, loving that kashish, yo. Hello. (laughs) That's what you say when you play on 888 (laughs) and you qualify for the main event. It's true. You have to say that. You have to say that. And remember, it's expiring at the end of April, so get on there. First time deposit, use the code poker guys. Get excited. Get some poker. Get some poker. Moving on. Moving on. This uh this event is not in the World Series of Poker that we're talking about. It is in the Caribbean. Yes. Which is uh wonderful. It's a poker stars adventure. It it's always an adventure with Phil and Antonio. Yes, they're two poker stars. That's true also. So I nailed that. And this hand was suggested to us on Twitter, of course, we are at two poker guys, the number two poker guys by Brendan Nelson and Welba Montavo. Wow, that is, I feel like well been, Isn't it Welby? Welby Montavo. There you go. Welby Montavo. Welby Montavo. Yeah. What's so weird about that? It's all one word. Maybe. Probably. It's an unknown. There's a lot of unknowns. Like, why did Phil Ivey play this hand this way? So, (laughs) as Jonathan mentioned in the opening, we decided when we were watching this hand, we usually, like, make little comments to each other, talk about stuff that's going on. As we're watching the video, we'll say something like, Boy, that seems terrible. Yeah. Or like, oh, I think I get why he might have done this. Maybe it's like, you know, uh, maybe because of the backdoor thing. And that's all. But like, I have little things where we might start to have a, begin the conversation as we're watching the video. I specifically said to Grant, let's not say a word to each other. Let's keep it in the cone of silence, man. So that way this can be completely organic because this is such unusual stuff. I mean, we've, we've done a hand before that we titled Phil Ivey Makes a Huge Mistake. And it was where Phil Ivey played Howard Letterer, heads up for... 
one of the uh, what's it called? Poker, Poker after, after dark. dark. Sitting goes, and he raised with a weird hand to raise with, and didn't know what to do when he got shoved on. Which Correct. Was very not Phil Ivy. Correct. Um, this hand feels like equally as bad or worse of a mistake, and that's kind of why we didn't want to talk about it because often on this podcast, for those who listen a lot, you know that when we talk about Phil Ivy, sometimes we bring up. We think, oh, that was a cool play, and then we talk out the hand that Phil Ivey played, and we're like, wait, no, that was perfect. He did yeah. everything perfectly. Correct. So it's possible something like that could happen today where upon first inspection, we're like, this is just awful, but we talk about it more, and we're like, oh, okay, I, I get it now. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of hoping for that, but I'm not expecting it. I, you know, I never expect perfection. Well, I demand it. <laughs> okay, from Phil Ivey. And 888 Poker. Right, of course. Hello. <laughs> Is that what it says when you sign on? <laughs> You're contractually obligated to say that every time you get a seat in the main event from 888. Hello. I don't think that's true. Okay. Yeah. That may that may discourage a few people from right. signing up. So. so should we get to the hand? Yes. See if people agree? All right. So as Jonathan said, we're in the 100K PCA high roller. That's that's some serious cashish right there. Yeah. Yeah. Tough to win that much money. And then you have to buy in for that much money. I mean, holy crap. We're talking. All right, so there's 47 players in the event. There are 19 remaining. That means they're still pretty far away from the money. Yeah, it's going to be like top five get paid. Yeah, something like that. Maybe six. Mm -hmm. They often pay a few more than they would in the bigger events because they want some of the whales to get paid, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's 2K, 4K. And as Fondiari is in the cutoff, he's got 335K, so very deep stack. Yeah. And he has two black deuces. He opens to 10K. Pretty standard. Mm -hmm. Ivy's on the button. He's got 301,000. 75 blinds, deep stack. They're both deep. He's got 8-5 of spades, decides to call. That's fine, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, the blinds both fold, so their hands must be pretty poopy. Yeah. By the way, Ivy could absolutely 3-bet this hand. He could 3-bet. Right? But it's fine to call. He could also fold. Yeah. All, all options are available. All are reasonable. Being that we're Phil, we're in position, I think calling's fine. Yeah, right. I agree. I may question some of his decisions in this hand. I'm not going to question this one. Nope. So far, pretty boring. That, that wasn't the big mistake we're talking about. Correct. All right. So from now on, we might see some mistakes from Phil, or yeah. what we generally would consider mistakes. The pot's now 29,500 going to the flop. Antonio's got two deuces. Ivy's got five eight of spades. Flop is king of diamonds, deuce of hearts, five of clubs. All right, so Antonio's flopped very well, obviously. Bottom set and Ivy's flop middle pair with no real kicker. Yeah. So it's going to go bet call, right? That's how it's supposed to go. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So, Esfandiari does bet. He bets 14K into the 29.5 pot. Fine. All right. And so, if you're Ivy, is there any argument for doing anything but calling? No. Can't think of anything? <laughs> well, no. I mean, okay. Folding seems absurd. Yes, deep. of course. We have middle pair. We rate to have the best hand a lot. But if we were to raise, what are we going to get action from? Really hard to get action from worse hands. There maybe are a few I could think of, straight draws specifically. There aren't that many straight draws, and the yeah. doesn't rate to have them that often when he does have a straight draw. Right. It's like hard for him to have those straight draws, but not impossible. Yeah. Right? He can have gut shots. He could have the open under if he's suited also, right? Yeah. Um, but there's not too many straight draws, really. And I don't know, Antonio might call with all better hands and essentially fold all worse hands except for straight draws. Right. Yep, if we raise. Yeah, if we raise. As you mentioned, folding's out of the question because it's a king-high dry board and we're heads up and Antonio's the aggressor. He's always betting this board. The, right. That's the thing that's yeah. important about this is it isn't like Antonio's going to check this board. Antonio's betting this board 100% of the time because it's good for his range and it's better than Phil's range, Yeah, I think. And so it just seems like very straightforward that um, Phil. it's really hard for Phil to get action, good action when he raises. Right. And 
Phil confounds us yet again. Often Phil confounds us in a way where we're like, holy crap, how did he do that? Like where right. he had seven high and overfloated a float and then floated again and then one was seven high on the river against Patrick Antonius. I want to say this before we get deep into this. Is it possible that sometimes Phil confounds us and we say, wow, that was amazing, but it's amazing because it worked? Yeah, for like, sure. So like the trip sevens play where he bluffs the river and gets um, Benjamin to fold the queen high flush and he only has trip sevens and he turns trip sevens into a bluff trip on the kings. river. Trip kings, you're yeah. right, into a bluff. Um, if Benjamin finds a call there, are we just going to say, Phil shouldn't even call the the turn. How does he think right. this is going to work? And then it doesn't work. And we're like, yeah, like, it's a tough spot for Benjamin. But, you know, he's going to call there sometimes. And what do you think Benjamin ha- You know, like, is right. it possible we just suddenly think, like, this is terrible? <laughs> it's definitely possible. I mean, I think part of what makes Phil Ivey so good and makes him so feared is yeah. that he plays differently than the other top players. Hmm. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. You know, so I guess it, we might be results oriented with Phil Ivy more than most because their plays we're not used to seeing, and it makes it harder for us to analyze them from a pure perspective. I gotta say, we've been doing the breakdown both in video and podcast format for something like three years now. Yeah, and you say Phil Ivy in a way that just makes me laugh. Yeah, you say Phil Ivy. It's all one word, and you say it some outrageous amount of times whenever we're talking about him, as opposed to any other player's huh. name. It's really funny. If people watch the videos, watch recent videos where we're doing Phil Ivy. Watch Grant say Phil Ivy. It's funny. I guess he says Phil Ivy like twenty-five times. <laughs> it, it just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> call him Ivy sometimes or Phil sometimes. No. Okay. There's too many Phils. There are a lot, of, but you can call him Phil when we're taught when everyone knows we're talking about Phil Ivy. No, there's still too many Phils. Okay. I forget. Call him Ivy. Whatever, call him whatever you want. Let's move on. Why, why you give me crap, man? I just thought it was, I've been thinking about it for a while. I finally got it off my chest. Thank you. I think this is a good time for catharsis. <laughs> I think we should air our grievances. I got, a, uh, I got a lot of other problems with you from 2016, and maybe right, this is the time. Let's hear them. Okay. Yeah. Should so we, get I the, like, uh, well, we get the Festivus poll out? No, I'm good. I'm good. I just want to say one thing. Okay. Feats of strength next. I offered to buy you a root beer. In April of 2016, you probably remember. I mean, it was a dad's. You said yes. It was a dad's root beer. You said yes. I bought you the root beer. I handed you the root beer. Did you say thank you? Did you acknowledge me in any way? It's been a year, bro. I'm holding that. I'm holding on to that. Dude, my wife just got taken hostage right as that happened. I'm supposed to thank you during that? It's been a year. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) None of that happened. All right. I would never buy Grant a root beer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Regular beer, baby. All right. So back to normal. Yeah. Um, King, deuce, five. Rainbow, flop. Esfandiari's flopped a set of deuces. Ivy's flopped a five with five eight suited. Esfandiari's bet 14K. Ivy raises. Ivy raises. He raises to 38,000. Yeah. Okay. What is going on? Okay, so let's talk about what Ivy's repping. Okay, that's because Ivy is not repping a five. He's kind of repping a set. Mostly. It's hard for him to have anything but a set here for value, right? Yeah, he doesn't have five deuce suited almost ever. He doesn't have king five suited or king deuce suited almost ever. He could maybe have king five suited. It seems very unlikely yeah. he's going to flat king five suited. Do you think he raises king queen here sometimes because it's so dry? I'm wondering about that. That's the question. Can he be? Can he just have like a solid top pair? But would he raise it? What's the value in raising a hand like that? I don't know. So, but he but repping a set is interesting. Yeah. Because if all we can if we're really essentially repping two fives, two deuces, and once in a while pocket kings, rarely pocket kings, but sometimes maybe. Um, Antonio may have to, if, if that's truly his value range, Antonio may have to think about folding some stronger hands. Like we're saying, oh, you know, if you raise a five here, you can't really get, you're going to get called by all better hands. But are you? Like, what are you repping? You're repping way stronger than right. just a five, right? Like, King Queen does not like its spot at all. Okay, so maybe 
we're probably expecting to get called by the Kings, but yeah. maybe we the plan for Ivy, and we're gonna make a lot of stretches when trying to justify Ivy's place here. We're gonna at least explore it. We're gonna explore it. I and I like some of what you said there, so I'm gonna expand upon it. Cool. Um, perhaps there's there's a twofold plan here that Ivy has. One is simple protection, like yeah, because because Antonio, as we said, is gonna bet 100 percent of these flops. We protect against all the Queen Jack type hands, absolutely from, from improving. Another is that. We get to fold out some of the better hands. We get to fold out maybe all of the pocket pairs under kings. Is Antonio betting those pocket pairs? That's the question. We don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Is I th- he betting two sevens? I think he is. I think he probably is too on this board in this spot. He probably just if he's betting bet, right? all hands sixes through queens and strongly considering folding them, maybe that's a big part of Ivy's plan. Maybe like fold out all of those hands instead of having to have the best hand mm-hmm. and kind of heroing if if Antonio bets again. Yeah, that way we can kind of create extra equity for ourselves by doing that at the same time as protecting against the overcards. Right. We, we put the Kings in a tough spot, but I think Antonio is certainly going to call with his Kings for this bet. It's cheap. They're deep. Yeah. He's going to call at least once, You're right. but he may fold the turn. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you have King queen, you get raised on this flop. Ivy fires the turn. He fires us a nice, whatever. What do you make it? 28,000? No. What do you make it? He made it 38,000, 38,000. So then he fires 63 on the turn. I mean, he can make a really big bet on the river then. He can bet 140 on the river pretty comfortably, right? And like, uh-oh, yeah. now it's a lot of our stack. Now it's like now it's like a lot is being threatened with one pair. I'm just saying, like, it can go that way. I think it can go that way. That's possible, and that's scary with a king. But I don't think Ivy necessarily expects the kings to fold on the flop. So right. I think the majority of the plan is to fold out all of the combos of the pairs yeah. between there, which are, there are a lot of. Mm-hmm. There are very, very many combos of that. Mm-hmm. And also protect against overs. Yeah. So I guess that's the purpose that's a stretch. It's a stretch. It's a definite stretch because that has to include Antonio actually folding those pairs, also, which he might not. Also, it goes against the whole concept of, the very basic concept of, we have legit showdown value. It isn't like right. we have ace-high showdown value. We're like, oh, we could have a better ace-high. He raised. No, we've got legit showdown value. We're deep. We don't need to play this huge pot. We And, and Antonio rates to have probably the second best hand a lot, but is often, as we said, going to fold all the worst hands and call with all or most of the better hands or a lot of the better hands. Yeah. And now I guess the question is, is that true? Right. That's what we're sort of exploring with this. What is Ivy repping question? Yeah. Um, On the face of it, it seems like this is cheap enough that Antonio might call with two nines even. I don't know what he's doing with two nines. He might just fold two nines. He might. I I mean, it's a bad spot. Is Ivy raising king-queen? That's how Antonio decides if he's folding two nines, right? If Ivy's never raising king-queen, then Antonio should consider calling with two nines. It's the same thing as king-queen. Because there's only six combos that he's worried about then, the sets of deuces and the sets of fives. And like maybe give him one combo of kings. Yeah, sure. So seven. Yeah. But that's it, right? Um, and maybe you throw one combo if you really want to be weird and generous of like a suited two pair, maybe a five deuce or a king five suit or something. Sure. Which seems unlikely to me, but fine. You sure. give him one combo of that. So we're up to eight combos. Yeah. But yeah, then like, but if, but if we think Ivy can actually raise king queen here, well, now we can't call with two This nines. board and this opponent are candidates for potentially raising king queen. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But would you raise king queen? No, I don't think so. Even with this board and this opponent, because we want to give him a chance to bluff later. Or get value ourselves. Yeah. Like, we can have three, four suited, no probs, right? Yeah. And so, like, he may, he's going to at least consider calling if we bet the Turner River if he checks to us. Right. That's pretty cool. It's tough to rep a one-pair hand here. It really is. And it's tough to rep a two-pair hand, honestly. So, like you said, we're repping sets, and that's mostly it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, and I, this might just be wrong, but the more I think about it, the more it feels like Ivy's main plan is to, to get him, to, to get Antonio to 
what we said earlier to protect against the overcards and fold out those pairs. That, yeah, like like showdowns kill. I don't want to. Yeah, but you know what? This is like if any amateur in the world did this, we'd be like, this is exactly why you don't make money playing poker. This play right here. Absolutely, we would. It's just with Ivy, we have to try because yeah. he's done so many extraordinary things. I agree, but. I've yet to really. I don't think I can justify this race, even though I've tried. Right. It actually, not, we, really we were there. able to justify it a bit more than I expected that we could. In fact, here's the other thing we can say: is if we're beat, like if Antonio has king queen plus or whatever, we raised kind of small-ish. Antonio yeah. bet fourteen. We made it thirty-two. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. I mean, Antonio's going to bet more than twenty-six on the turn anyway. Yeah. So if we were going to call the turn anyway, you know, like yeah, it, like the the level, of course. The question is, are we turning our hand into a bluff or not? Like, are we going to fire on the turn trying to get Antonio to fold better hands? Or are we going to check back the turn because he called and we think, oh, well, I don't know if I have the best hand now, but I would have called the turn anyway. That has to be part of it. You have to know which thing we're doing, right? I think Ivy knows which thing he's doing. Which is? You don't know. I mean, we know what he does. We know what he does. So. But, but so is that why you think he knows what he's doing? Because he does? Because he picks one of those paths? I mean. Because he's Ivy. Yeah. Hey, I like how you're calling him just Ivy. You're welcome. It's pretty slick. Yeah, it's very. It feels slick. like you know him now. It feels like you like been in the room. You know. <laughs> All right, so we've uh, <laughs> we've done enough discussion on this raise. Okay. So, but now is Fondiari's in an interesting spot. Yeah. Because he's got a set of deuces on this king deuce five board. He just got raised. What a joy! <laughs> I think actually he has a very clear decision. I do too, because based on, based on what Ivy's repping, right? Exactly. It's like Ivy has a set of fives, or he's... King-King, or he's bluffing. Or he's bluffing, so, like, what's the point of raising, though? Right, and the the once in a million years, Ivy somehow shows up with King-Five suited. It's hard for him to have five deuce suited, since we have three of the deuces covered. Um, it seems very unlikely Ivy's going to show up with that, but if somehow he does, we're still going to get a lot of chips out of him. We may not get the max. You know, right. We may not bust Ivy, but we're going to get a lot of chips. Right. So, but the other times, we're either beat or Ivy's bluffing. Yeah. Right. And in fact, we're pretty sure. I don't know 100%, but I would guess Ivy's probably going to fold if Antonio re-raises here. So it feels like probably this is just a very clear And Ivy call. would probably fold king-queen if he played it this way and, mm-hmm. and Antonio made it 90k all of a sudden. If the board was king-queen-deuce, that would be different. Yeah. Right? Ivy can have king-queen. Ivy can have jack-10. If it's king-queen-deuce with two diamonds... Oh, baby. Now we can re-raise. Yeah. Right? He can have Jack-10 suited. It's just such a dry board. He can have King-Queen or even just a King and think like, well, Antonio has a flush draw or whatever. But now, like, if we re-raise, it's just too much. Yep. So I, I think it's a very clear call. Even though we're out of position, it means we may miss out on some value. We just have to do that because any, there's no value really to make, right? right. If, I, if Ivy isn't bluffing, we're usually screwed. Yeah, unless there's some crazy dynamic where they're going to be four-betting each other on the flop a ton, and, and Ivy's just like, oh, this is the time when it's dry. I'm just going to take this pot. Right. Yeah, no. Right. But honestly, it's not a great spot for Esfandiari if he three-bets and then Ivy four-bets. Like, I mean, we, we probably have to call, yeah. but we're probably going to lose. Right. I don't even know if we have to call, but this is why we shouldn't three-bet. Yeah. We should let the pocket fives go bet-bet on the turn in river. We go call-call. Maybe we double lump anyway, but then we keep the bluffs alive, too. Yeah. And the Bluffs Live are the overplayed King Jacks of the world alive, which yeah. seems unlikely, but I don't know, just in case. Just in case. Yeah, I think, yeah, Esfandiari's decision is quite clear. Now, there, there's nothing really to be afraid of. Like, if we're, if we're not beat right. right now, there's not that many cards that are going to come that are going to scare us. Yeah. Maybe a six is, like, not the greatest card. But, six, six or an ace are the worst cards. But, I mean, whatever. Like, we'll just, we'll live with that. Yeah. Cool. I agree. Um, so the pot's 105,500. It's gotten kind of real because Ivy made this peculiar raise. Yeah. So now the turn is a jack of hearts. What's so, Ivy stack now? It's like 250? Uh, they put in 38. So a little less. 10. It's about 250. Okay. Um, turn's a jack of hearts. So now the board is king, deuce, five. 
and the jack brings a second heart. So mm-hmm. it's King Jack, Deuce Five, two hearts. As Fanyari now checks, he's playing in flow. That seems like the clear play. Yep. And Ivy checks back. Yeah. All right. So we we're talking about Ivy having a plan. Right. So the plan, I guess, was I'm a raise. <laughs> Antonio will fold a lot. And when he doesn't fold, I was going to call the turn anyway. So it's fine. Right. That's yeah. what we're deciding the plan is because that's what he did. Now, it's possible there are certain cards where he would bet, right? I don't know why the Jack of Hearts would slow him down, though, honestly. A five or an eight, he'd probably bet. Yes, he would definitely bet a five yeah. or an eight. But um, besides that, I don't know. I don't think it's based on the card necessarily as much as what the plan was, which was to fold out those over cards and those pairs between the five and, and the king. And that didn't happen, so right. now he's just going to check back. Okay. Okay. I, I think that's what's going on. Cool. All right. So... There's not much else to say, I guess, on the turn, right? No, I don't think so. I think the river is where all the discussions are really going to happen. Right. Okay, so the river is the nine of clubs. So no flush draw came in. There's no straights on the board. It's uh, Actually, there is. There's queen ten, but it's hard for either guy to have that. Really, really hard. Yeah, it's king, deuce, five, jack, nine. Rainbow, essentially. So as Fondary now decides he has to get some value, that right. makes plenty of sense. What would you bet into 105,000 with a set of deuces here? I mean, the problem is it feels like Phil's just going to fold so much no matter what. So I guess I would bet. I don't think betting small is going to really accomplish anything more than betting big is. Like if Phil's going to, if Phil's either going to hero me or he isn't. I think is the place we're at. It's like Phil, Phil doesn't seem to have a very strong hand. Well, what do we think Phil has when we're Antonio? The way it's played out when he raises the flop and checks back the turn. I mean, could Phil have a king and then he doesn't like the jack because king jack gets there kind of a thing? So he could have like king nine suited. I mean, I don't even know king ten suited. It's hard to come up with king. Yeah, it's hard to come up with good good hands that Phil could have here. I don't know what Phil raises the flop with and then checks back the turn with, except straight draws. And what wouldn't he bet the turn with a straight draw anyway? I mean, what's going on? Is it a mistake to bet? As Antonio? I mean, when Phil checks the turn, it feels like Phil's like, oh, okay, it didn't work. And so, so maybe, maybe as, look, it's a queen on the river. No, it's not. It's no. a uh, nine on the river? Nine on the river. Maybe as Antonio, oh, we're hoping Phil has a jack, right? Phil, like, bluffed, picked up showdown value on the turn. That's why he's checking. And now we're going to bet to get called by a jack, I guess. I guess. That's all I can come up with. Or, or we think Phil plays kings this way and he will. That's Phil Helmuth, not Phil Ivy. Wrong Phil. You gotta call him. Call him by his whole name, man. No one knows who you're talking about. <laughs> no, I mean, like we th- we think Phil plays king queen this way, and we think he might check back the river, so we have to bet. I mean, if Phil if Phil has king queen and we check, he's definitely gonna bet, right? Yeah. If yeah. Phil has any king, he's gonna bet top pair for sure. By the way, if he has a jack, he's probably gonna bet that too. If we check again, probably. No, you think he's gonna bet a jack to get called by what? Don't you think Antonio would bet a king on the river most of the time when Phil raises the flop? And I don't then know. Checks the turn. If, if Antonio is like king eight suited, do you think he's betting the river? I don't know. It's close either way. Maybe he'll check to try and get value out of the straight draws. I guess Antonio's my thought process for betting anyway would be I block almost nothing, which is pretty great. Yeah. Um, I've got a super strong hand. I'd like to get heroed at least. And maybe not heroed. Maybe Phil has a king and it's a pretty easy call. But if it isn't somehow, I'd like to get heroed by whatever the heck that kid has. If he has 4-3... I mean, maybe once in a while, Ivy can also raise as a bluff. We know Ivy's capable of weird stuff. Yeah. We're going to have to call. Hope he doesn't have Queen-10 and call. But, okay. I think we... I, I don't know. I think it's close. I would be worried about betting and just feel insta-folding and feeling dumb. Right. But, because all of the straight draws, Phil might feel obli- obligated to now take a stab with. Right. Right. The one thing we do when we bet, 
which is interesting is what do we have when we're betting? What are we repping ourselves? Like a king? Yeah, I think we're probably repping ace, king, plus. King, maybe, queen? We maybe king, king queen. queen, yeah. Or really king, jack is fine. King, ten. Any, any reasonable king that would have opened, it's all the same. Well, right? king, jack is a very good hand now. Oh, you're right. You're right. King, ten. King, ten is the other hand we could have, right? I don't know if we bet that is Antonio. No. To get, Why not? To get called by what? I mean, we'll think of it this way. If Ivy has king, queen, a bet's going in either way, no matter how we play it. Yeah. So we can check and let Ivy bet, or we can bet and try and get heroed by the rest of Ivy's range. But it, it depends on how many straight draws and random bluffs Ivy has. Right. Because I think we can say with clarity that Ivy certainly has 3-4 suited as a, as a potential semi-bluff here. No question. And I think we can also probably give him ace-3 and ace-4 suited. Yeah, I agree. So that's a that's solid... A, those are reasons to check. Yeah. There's no question about it. And then if we add some random bluffs on top of that because the board is super dry on the flop, then that makes me lean towards a check yeah. because it gives op- Ivy the opportunity to then bluff, whereas he might be folding a lot of... And we're talking if Antonio's king 10, of course. Mm-hmm. He might be folding a lot of the worst hands. He might be. He might be. It's a weird spot in that... It's not weird is the wrong word. It's just a, it's a difficult to determine spot, I should say, in terms of what's the correct action because it feels like if we bet he's probably going to fold. If we check, he's probably just going to check it back because we called the raise on the flop and he's just giving up unless he improves, right? So it feels like there's almost no right answer here. Well, based on what eventually happens, I'm, I'm going to try not to spoil it too much yeah. here. I, I don't think Phil thinks Antonio bets King 10. I'm going to say that. I agree. I agree um, with that. I think Antonio's betting maybe part. I mean, we're we're th- thinking about this very deeply, but I think part of it might simply be Ivy plays differently than other players, and he's very difficult to range compared to most of my opponents. Yeah, I have a really strong hand on the river. Let's just make sure a bet goes in. Right, it might can't be too bad. It might be simply that, and right? it's okay. Like if Phil folds, like he didn't have anything, and maybe he was going to take a shot. But Phil often is going to take a shot. Often is going to take a shot with his like total bluffs like the stuff that really doesn't have any showdown value, on the turn anyway. So the fact that Phil checks back the turn maybe makes it a little easier to bet as Antonio. Maybe. I mean, this applies applies more to 3-4 suited than the ace-3 and ace-4 suited, but Ivy might be taking the free card with that on the turn. Yeah, he might be. He might be. And he might even with the the ace-high gut shots, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's close. It's close. Anyway, Antonio bets, and we think it's fine. It's definitely fine. It's certainly close. It can't be that bad. It's... Yeah, I mean, I've been in, we've all been in a situation a million times, and it feels like, yeah, there's no real winning spot here. So if you're going to bet anyway, and we're betting now probably to get heroed a lot, I like betting big rather than small, actually. I don't know what, I don't remember how much Antonio bets. He bets like, in between those. He bets oh, yeah. 58K into 105.5. Oh, so he just goes for like 55% or yeah. something. Okay, that's fine. I like, actually, I like kind of sizing it a little big. Like, hero me, baby. If you can hero me, hero me. Kind of a thing. Or betting, yeah, I, I like that the best. What do you think, sizing-wise? I think you're right. Yeah, I don't know, honestly. I don't know what to do in this spot. I, I still think maybe we should be checking, honestly. It's all very yeah. hard. But if we're going to bet, we have a very strong hand. Let's go for some strong value. Yeah. That's reasonable. But betting 58K is not the end of the world. It's totally fine. Bet. It's totally fine. All right, so... This also looks like, yeah, now maybe we can have two tens and be betting. No, we never bet two tens here with the jack on the board, too, right? We just yeah. never do that. Okay. All right, so as Ivy now... Here we go. This is it. I feel like this is a pretty clear fold at this point. Okay. He doesn't he doesn't snap fold, tell you that much. Well, he certainly doesn't snap fold. No. And he doesn't raise. No, he doesn't. Which so, is a, which is actually is an interesting choice and something maybe we could even explore at some point in this podcast, we'll see. 
But uh, let me recap the board real quick. Okay, great. It's a uh, king, deuce, five, jack, nine, and Ivy's got five, eight for flopped middle pair, which has just gotten worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, I just bet the river. It's funny, of course, has a set of deuces. So as Ivy, what are the factors that lead to our decision here? What do we? I guess the best question is, what do we think Antonio has? What, are, what are Antonio's possible holdings? Right. Well, the thing is, if we think about what is Antonio betting for value. There aren't a huge amount of hands, really, right? There's deuces and fives and kings, like the yep. sets, the, the flop sets are all... Right. I guess he could also have turned a set of jacks or even rivers set of nines. Those are all hands that could have called, could have decided to call on the flop. I don't yeah, know if they would Yeah, but we can't have. give him all the combos of the jacks and the nines because he's I agree. folding some of the time. I agree. Um, but sometimes he might call with those. Um, so there's those hands, and then there is... If Antonio has king jack or king nine, he's calling. I'm sorry, he's betting the river. Yes, um, if Antonio has ace-king, I think it's very reasonable. I think he's betting king-queen. I think it's reasonable that king-ten, tw- but you could make the case, I'm sure you just might and right now make the case the other way. I like betting king-ten personally to try and get value out of the slightly worse hands that may decide to stick around. Like what, though? I think if we can bet ace-king, we can bet king-ten personally. I don't know if we can bet ace-king. Oh, okay. Well, I'm before, sure. you, were, I'm not before sure about... you were saying that, that you thought we could bet ace-king. I think that's like maybe the bottom. Of the value range that we can bet comfortably against Ivy's range here. I mean, the fact that Ivy checked back the turn means it's very unlikely he has King Jack. If we have if we have Ace King as Antonio, right? Very, very, very unlikely. He'd That's almost always true. bet King Jack, and it's very unlikely he's got King Nine. Yeah, like we can you can open King Nine, but you're not going to flat King Nine almost ever, right? He'd have to have King Nine suited, and it's it's just really unlikely. Yeah. So, I mean, Ace King is like if it was good on the turn, if it was good on the flop, it's still good. Almost always, because the check back on the turn. We can give Antonio ace-king, fine. But I don't want to give him king-queen, because I do think Ivy can show up with ace-king here as played. But who cares if Ivy can show up with ace-king as played? That's what I don't understand. If we have king-queen ourselves, Ivy's betting ace-king on the river. We're calling. What's the problem? Why can't we just bet half the pot and have the money go in anyway and still get called by the worst hands? But the the real question is, can we get called by the worst hands? That is a fair question. Um, I don't know. The answer is I don't know. But Ivy makes weird decisions, so I, it's a little hard to, to put myself in his head, or as Antonio put myself, be thinking from Antonio's point of view into, like, what's Ivy going to do here? I don't, know. I don't know what the answer is with those things. Like, what worst hands are actually going to call? I mean, what's Ivy raising us with anyway? Yeah, I know. I mean, like, really put yourself in Antonio's shoes here. You're playing not against a dummy, obviously. You're playing right. against Ivy. I said just Ivy there. Because I'm really cool. It is cool. Like, you get to the river this way with King-10 suited. Are I, you really betting into this really good player with King-10 suited? I forgive you for the root beer incident okay. from last year. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I don't. I was just saying that for the people. Oh. I'm still upset about that. Okay. Um, okay, the problem with betting King-10 is that there aren't really any kings Ivy's supposed to have here, right? So now he has to call us with, like, a jack, some weird jack, yeah. or a nine or something. I mean, it's hard. I don't know how he has a nine. Um, as have fallen into a nine. A jack actually makes some sense. It's hard for him to have a jack, but but the story at least makes sense. He was bluffing on the flop because he was repping a very thin range. He turned a jack, so we checked, and now here we are. He's got a jack. He's got yeah. some showdown value. That's all I but got. But how frequently does that really happen? I mean, I don't know. Not often. He just has a random jack in his hand that he's bluffing <laughs> with. Okay. So, I mean, he can have a five that he played like that on the flop, but obviously you never expect Ivy to play the hand that he has the way he did. I mean, there's no five I would ever, ex- just a solitary five I'd yeah. ever expect him to raise on the flop. Yeah. So, so as Antonio, if I'm sitting in Antonio's seat, I'm going to screw up Ivy's range for sure because I'm never going to think he has this hand. That's the, that's the value of being Phil Ivy, I guess. I guess. Somewhat. All right. So let's, 
let's parse this down a bit. Let's forget about the marginal edges right now and just okay. think about the clear slam dunk value bets that Antonio has and talk about how many combos there are. Great. All right. So there's sets of deuces. For sure. So we're in Ivy's perspective. Yeah. Right. So sets of deuces, there's three. Sets one of five, set of fives. There's one. Sets set of, of kings. kings, there's three. Yeah. So we're at seven. I mean, are we, do we have to give him ace-king? No, we're going to... I'm, I'm going to go with better hands than ace-king Oh, still. okay. When you say slam dunk, you're not including ace-king. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Uh, King-jack. Yeah. So there's eight combos of that. Fine. All right. So we're at 15 now. And king-nine. King-nine. There's eight more combos of that. Yep. So we're at 23 combos of value. Okay. We, we should throw in like at least one or two combos of pocket nines and pocket jacks too. Okay. So let's go to 26. Okay. 26 combos of value, and that's the strong value. Like, no doubt about it, we're always betting these hands. That's that. Right. And if how about we just do it the the way that we always do, and instead of giving him all the ace-kings, just give him some. Okay. So So if we're debating debating king-10, then maybe we should give him more than 12 combos of solitary kings. But I really don't feel like he's betting king-queen or king-10. I mean, I I feel like he should be. Especially king-queen. I feel like king-queen is a clear bet. If you're going to bet ace-king, you really have to bet king-queen, too, in my opinion. It's the same, it's the same level of value. Yeah. just is. Uh, but let's give, him, let's give him a total of 12 to 16 combos of kings. You, you pick. Okay. If you want to give him 12, that's fine. I don't care. Okay, fine. We'll give him 12. How many, what were we at before? 26. We're so, at 38. Okay, fine. Right. Let's, call, let's call 38 combos of pretty clear betting. Right. Okay. All right, so now we have to go back to the flop and think of what are the possible bluffs Antonio could have that he would play this way. There's this some obvious he, ones. This means he has to call a raise on the flop, and I mean, yeah. the most obvious is 3-4 suited. There's 3-4 suited, There's and then there's the uh, gut shots with the ace-high gut shots. Yeah, there's, so there's 12 combos. Um, 12 combos of each ace-high gut shot? What no. are you saying? No, I'm, oh, you think Antonio has those offsuit? He opened the cutoff. He can absolutely have an ace. Okay, ace. all right, then that means that changes things a lot, though. Yeah. Right. If he has if he has all of the ace three and ace fours, that changes we things get there. a lot. We get there. Yeah, we do get there. That brings us to thirty six combos versus thirty eight combos. I mean, if you're Antonio, you open ace three, right? Yeah. In the cutoff, which I think he would do. Mm-hmm. We see bet on that board, which I think he would do. We get raised by Ivy. I think we probably do have to call trying to spike an ace or the gutter. We're out of position, but like if the gutter comes in, we might get it all from Ivy. Ivy looks super strong, right? Yeah. Um. And it's kind of cheap, and we're deep enough. We can actually afford to call here. It goes check, check on the turn, and now we feel like, well, I kind of probably have to bluff, right? Do we feel like we have to bluff with the ace highs, though? I don't know. We've got a bad ace high. I'm yeah. not sure. Like the three, four, we obviously have to bluff. Right. So and we, only we have, have a suited. solid four combos right. for sure. And then some, I think we're, we probably should bluff some of the time with our bad ace highs also. Because yeah. if we're behind, I mean, sorry, if we're behind. If, I, if Ivy has anything, Ivy checked the turn. He often has showdown value. Yeah. So, like, let's bet. We call the raise. It's, you know, we look pretty strong. Now, I'm not, we probably wouldn't do it with all of our combos of it, but we should do it with at least some. Right. But the problem is all of the value combos that we named, even if we remove the one pair value combos, we're still at 26, and those are all definitely betting. It's not, like, a question. Correct. Yeah. Right. So if we do Or they're 16... at least all within the betting range, excuse me. They might yeah. choose to check, but they're for sure in the betting range. Okay. Yeah. 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 They're... Okay. Um, well, let's say of the ace threes and ace fours of the world, half of them decide to bluff. Okay. I don't, I don't know if that's reasonable or not, but let's say half of that's 16 combos. Right. We got four combos of three, four suited that are bluffing. So we got up to 20, which is enough. That's with enough the price. with the price we're getting. Yeah. yeah. So 
the question is, with all of this, is Antonio really bluffing ace high? Is he really calling a raise on the flop? With the, like, We're making assumptions yeah, here, right? Of course. Like, he may just throw those hands away and think, eh, it's not worth it. I'm out of position anyway. Forget it. Like yeah. I can do better. Also, if Ivy has a set, even if I get there, Ivy has equity. Like it's going to be hard to bluff with this hand in this spot if Ivy has what he's repping. Why am I doing this? Like I'm just going to fold. Like what do I care? Yeah, you know, it's not a big deal. So he might just throw his hand away sometimes. And if he's doing that, that's a problem. I made this yeah. whole case before of like surely he's calling. I think he is. I don't know that he is. You can with, very reason, especially against Ivy of all players, where you're just like, eh, I'm just going to fold. With how deep they are, I think. Calling with your ace high gut shots is probably the right play for the implied odds. It'd be nice to be in position, though. It would really be nice because, like, we kind of have to check the turn most of the time, right? If we get there, and if we get there, we have to check the turn anyway, don't we? Yeah, I mean, I think it's we a don't big. Have to, I but... think it's a big difference if the effective stack is forty-five big blinds instead of seventy-five. I agree. Then I think we remove those from yeah. Antonio's range, but right. it's a different scenario. Okay. So then the question is: So let's say Antonio definitely is calling. Let's say he can have all those hands and he calls one hundred percent of the time on the flop. Is he bluffing? I said half of them, but I just sort of made that up. Yeah. What percentage of those is he bluffing? All, half, or none? I don't know, because it depends <laughs> on what he thinks Ivy has, I guess, and how often Ivy's going to fold. Right. Because if Ivy has a king a lot of the time, that's a and Ivy checked back the turn, it seems like Ivy's setting it up to call the river, right? It does seem like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, when Ivy checks back the turn, it feels like he's either got something which is just completely giving up, yeah. or he's got something that's going to call. Right. Right. And it turns out he's somewhere in between with a five, which is weird. Like, what's going on, Phil? But All right. So I think Ivy probably doesn't expect Antonio to show up with one pair of hands here because Ivy calls. Right. He calls with his five-eight. Right. Yeah. So in my mind, that means Ivy's removing the one pair of hands from Antonio's range and saying, I don't think you're betting king-queen here. I think you have king-jack or king-nine or a set or nothing. It seems absurd to me as Ivy to remove ace-king from Antonio's range. Okay, it seems we can, completely absurd. All right, we'll give him ace-king. Okay, well, that's 12 combos of ace-king. Yeah. That gets us right back to whatever, 26. No, more than 26. 28? No, that gets us to 38. Oh, really? Yeah. We had 26 of two pair oh, or better. Oh, because there's king-jack and king-nine, yeah. right? Right. And yeah, they can all be off-suit. Wow. 38 versus 20? We are barely getting that. Maybe, maybe this is why Antonio bets the, the size that he bets. He's giving Ivy basically the exact right odds against Ace King and Sets and those two pairs. No, hands. he's giving him better than that. He's getting three to one. Ivy's getting three to one. Oh, he is. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because he's been only betting half the pot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Forget that whole thing I just said. Right. So if since Ivy's getting three to one, maybe he is supposed to call here if we give Antonio any of the ace three and ace fours. The, the question is if he'd really pull the trigger and bluff. This is what I was just gonna say. Like it's so easy to to assign say like, well, he's bluffing with all these combos. And robots maybe yeah. are, but in real life, are all humans bluffing all the time when they can? No, they're not. And is Antonio I don't think Antonio is. I think Antonio tries to make judicious bluffs. And if he has ace high, based on the way Ivy's played this hand, he may really decide, I can't bluff this profitably. Like, I may be, do better check calling with my ace highs because Ivy is polarized. Right. He raises the flop and checks the turn. He's either giving up or he's got a showdownable hand that he's going to check back. Well, these the guys time. do have history, so maybe Antonio doesn't expect Ivy to be as polarized as other players. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. So that could change things. I mean, I think in the end, we can only solidly give Antonio four slam dunk bluffs. Right. Three, four suiteds. Right. Everything else is... It's really questionable. Yeah. yeah, it's really speculative. So I think this is probably, I think what went through Ivy's head was probably something similar to what we concluded there as far as like the bluff and value combos. But 
at the same time, maybe it's just not necessary to call because we're not so sure Antonio is going to do that with the ace high gut shots, you know, right. any any of it, right? Including the flop call, right? I think as Ivy, one of the things we we may also be doing is when we raise on the flop and we get called, we may think, okay, maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't fold out two nines here, yeah, or two tens or whatever like right. that. Um, but when we get to the river, Antonio bets as Ivy. We're thinking, well, he's not betting two tens. No, of course. So not. like, I can actually remove some of the hands that might have called on the flop that had me beat. Like, I can knock a bunch of those things out because he's not betting two tens for sure, right? Right, but um, that so doesn't that, change the math of, of no, I know. the other combos. I know. I'm just trying to think, like, from Ivy's point of view, when yeah. you think, wait, wait, wait. Uh, like, I had you with a lot more value, and now I can remove some of it. Yeah. So that's good. And I can come up with some. If I work hard, I can come up with some things that I'm beating. So that's good, too. I think this is just kind of spewy. Yeah. I, I think Ivy's just kind of spewy. This is a badly played hand. Yeah. I mean, he shouldn't have raised the flop. The thing is, he didn't have to could... play the hand at all, but he, that's fine. But like, he should have called on the flop. should have probably folded the turn when the jack comes in and Antonio fires again. He did not. What? The turn, there was no bets on the turn. I understand oh. that. I'm saying if he doesn't raise oh, on the flop, oh, gotcha. he calls. Gotcha, gotcha. Antonio's going to fire again. He's going to probably fold, right? Yeah, because that jack is a terrible card. Yep. If he decides to hero, okay, but it's all much cheaper, yep. right? It's fourteen, and then it's twenty-eight, and then it's actually it's not any cheaper. It's the same. If he if, if he decides to call all three streets, though, he's probably he's, folding the turn, though. Like you said, I think you just have to most of the time, right? Most unless you have a really good read on Antonio, which clearly Phil does not. Right. I mean, I think we can come up with the reasons that Phil did both of his confounding decisions in this hand. Yeah, but I don't think they were optimal. Agreed. Yeah, that's it. I mean, this is why we didn't want to talk about it, because it looks like Phil Ivey just plays this hand terribly. And so we're like, all right, let's not talk about it. Let's not like I didn't want to reinforce any ideas or any beliefs with each other and just like have a a relatively virgin conversation about it. I don't think it's extremely terrible. It's not as bad as I initially thought. Yeah, but it's not good. It's it feels like Ivy is stretching to make this work for himself. You know what I mean? Like, well, and now I guess we see other players do that sometimes and it does work. Remember, Seidel makes calls. Uh, Dmitry Urbanovich right. on the river with Jack High correctly, yeah. and we did when we made the video. And this is like one of our first videos. So this is like two years ago. Uh, one of us says like a call is required in this spot or something like that, and like that's probably absurd. Yeah, you know that we said that right. Um, but it's not required at all. It's also kind of a stretch. But you sit there and you're like, well, it's he's polarized, and and in this way, Antonio is. I don't know if Antonio is as polarized as we're saying. This is the other question, of course. Like, I think Antonio can have ace king, and if he can. This suddenly looks really bad, right? Well, no, I guess if you're getting three to one, no, it's not. No, if he has ace-king, it's fine. But if he also has king... If he has as low as king-ten, it gets really bad. King-queen probably ain't so good for him either. Yeah. Right? King-queen king, 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 we're still getting the right price. If we add king-ten in, it's getting sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we should just... Yeah, we should have lost less in this hand, period. We should have lost the 14K on the flop. Yep. And that should have been it. Instead, Phil found a way to lose another, like, 80,000. Yeah. Another 20 blinds. But... It's not as bad as, you know, Stapes and Hardigan were. I thought it was worse until, yeah. until we rewatched it. And I thought, oh, I guess Antonio can have all the, the ace-high gut shots here. Right. And he, if, if, he, if he can have all the ace-high gut shots, then it's not unreasonable. Yep. So there's that. Would Antonio really bet this amount with the ace-high gut shots on the river, even if he is bluffing? I don't know. Might he, might he bet a little bigger? <laughs> I don't know. I gotta he could rep King Jack I gotta very reasonably. I got to believe he's pretty balanced, though. But he could rep King Jack so easily. He has a set of deuces, and that's what he bet. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying if he didn't have it. You think he bets more when he's bluffing than when he has it? He might not give Ivy like the perfect odds to call with like any pair. You know? I mean I understand we're talking about balance. Yeah. I I'm not I'm not saying you shouldn't be balanced, but maybe he would Although maybe he does that like with um 
with like his worst, like the three four suiteds he can get bet bigger, and then like also his his max value. Like if he somehow shows up with like sets of kings, he bets bigger with that and like the three four. So like his true polarized, most yeah. polarized states get bigger, and like the less polarized states, yeah, even though he's polarized or somewhat polarized, get get lower. And that's a way to be balanced too. Right. Okay, that's fine if he does that. Yep. Anyway. All right. Well, in the end, Ivy probably messed that one up. Seems like it. Yeah, but he's still a beautiful boy. <laughs> wow, that you may not want to. I don't know. What? I don't know about that one. You don't think he's beautiful? No, I think it's okay. The word <laughs> boy, I don't think calling men boys generally okay. works out well in, in society these days. Okay, that's fair. That's all. That's the only part about it. All right, that's that's a fair point. That's all. People may have a little. Like if Phil hears this, and he's going to. Of course, he's a huge fan. I'm sending it to him. Yeah. I always send it to him. Right. I DM. I DM to Phil. Um, you know, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't follow luckily, us. Luckily, he always, he always stops listening. He doesn't, he doesn't follow us on Twitter. It's sad. It is. What's going on with that? Negreanu does, though. Doyle Brunson does. Yeah. Charlie Carroll does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're done. All right. We're done. <laughs>